It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. And welcome to yet another fabulous edition of the Industry Insider Podcast. I'm glad I can finally say that right on a consistent basis. I'm your host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, and Meg Erber. Well, we're going to get to them in just a second. But first, I want to thank our sponsor for this fine platinum-level broadcast. It would be the good folks at Gold Star. You know, Gold Star is well-known in our industry as a fantastic, fun company that produces high-quality writing instruments. And it's easy for me to say because, heck, they're paying me to do so, that they're the clear leader in that category. But even if they weren't paying me, I'd say it anyway because I truly believe it. I'm actually using a Gold Star pen right now. They're the leader for a variety of reasons, but the one I want to focus on is their capacity. Gold Star, and I don't know if people realize this, but in the writing instrument category, Gold Star has more full color and laser engraving decoration uh, abilities than any writing instrument supplier in the industry. That means it's going to lead to quicker turnaround times. It's going to be the fastest standard service in the industry. That's why they can say they're the clear leader and back it up. It's not just a marketing term to them, folks. They are the clear leader. So if you want to learn more, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you? If you want to learn more and get some great ideas on how pens can be more than just a promotional writing instrument, sign up for that free brand story toolkit and visit them at goldstarpens.com toolkit. You're Trust me, you're not going to be sorry you did. And again, I like to remind everybody the podcast you're listening to is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Promo Corner and hit that handy subscribe button. Now, we've got a hot button topic today, and I know some people have some white hot sports opinions on this one. We're going to talk about are regional associations important? So um, full transparency before we begin the podcast. Um, I am president of the RAC board, which is a regional association council, and we serve as the primary liaison be- between the 27 regional associations and PPAI. So um, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have an opinion. Heck, it's suited me well this far. I'm going to have an opinion. <laughs> um, so welcome, Jeff, Stephen, and Meg. Uh, great to have you guys on, as always. Thank yes. you. Great I to be here. I just learned what rack boards means. All right. Something we've been working on. So, so uh, Stephen... I believe this is a topic you had uh, put on here, so I'd like you, if you wouldn't mind, to kind of give us your opinion. What do, what do you think about regional associations and their relative importance in the industry? I don't know. I just. <laughs> I just <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Steve, real quick, yeah. have you been on any of the um, regional association boards? Ha- so. Have you no. been? A, have you? I haven't been on, throw I him under the bus within the first two minutes of the podcast, huh? <laughs> so well, I want to see where his background give, is. What his background I've, is? I've been a member, and our okay. company's been members. Um, I I don't. I mean, personally, I don't know if you have to be a board member to appreciate something. But no, I don't, not at all. I don't, Just... I don't know. Uh, but no. <laughs> but I am interested, so I can kind of tell you where I am and where I was, or I don't know. You want me to uh, just tell us something, please, or else people <laughs> to, that sound you're hearing is people turning off their uh. device. Okay, so so with so with the regional boards, I I didn't know what they do. Like I I mean I know it sounds weird, but I know of I know of trade shows. I know 
there was a regional board. I just had no idea, and and I'm I'm guessing if I don't know, and you know, having been involved with a lot of committees and subcommittees and PPAI and you know uh, organizational committees and things like that, if I if I don't know other than that they exist, what they do, I don't. I I just for a while there, I didn't know like what the importance of them was. Um, I do now have a better appreciation, especially going through the podcast and you know being <laughs> friends with all of you all um, who are we're very, not friends. Well, sure. Uh, <laughs> so she, you know other people in the industry, <laughs> but they uh, you know I, I understand it a little better, and so maybe that's I don't know if that's a a gap between you know the average company and the regional associations. I'm sure some regional associations are way more um, advanced than maybe the one I'm in, but I do know a lot of great people that are part of it. So I, I, I don't know. I don't really know if it's one of those things that you have to create your own level of involvement in order to appreciate it. I and mean, if that's the case, that's cool. But we've, we've survived for a long time without really having much interaction with our regional board. And I don't know if that means they're not good. I just don't know what makes them integral you know so maybe you guys can help me out here all right so jeff um you i know you have sat on uh, regional boards i think you're still on a board are you not current president of the chesapeake promotional products uh, association there you go I, I couldn't I, didn't, I, I couldn't remember if you were <laughs> sitting president or immediate past president that's why i asked it that way but thank you for calling me out in a very uh, passive aggressive way i think no I not really at all appreciates that <laughs> so jeff what are your thoughts having served on a regional board and out right now leading a regional board uh, well, I'm going to, you know, lean on, on the, the same crutch that I've been leaning on since we've started this podcast and just say that uh, I've been on both sides of the industry as far oh, as distributor geez. and supplier. Oh, and uh, <laughs> so having having been a distributor, you look at it differently than you do as a supplier because the benefits are different. Um, you yeah. know, and, and obviously there's certain things you get out of as a distributor and certain things you get out of it as, as, a, as a supplier. And so when I was on the distributor side, I'm on the same, same seat that, that Stephen was on. Like, you know, I... I know that they do the trade shows. I know they do like the nice special event, you know, the night before the trade show. And I know they do like a holiday party. But outside of that, like what benefit do you really get from being, you know, a member? And it's, it wasn't really until I was sat on the board that I realized. And I, I think that's just probably a sort of a slap on the wrist for the for the regionals as far as like we're not like really getting the information out there to the membership enough about what those benefits are. I mean, first of all, you know, the memberships, every every regional is going to cost a little bit more. CPPA is 125 bucks. Some might be 150 or whatever. Regardless, it's a very nominal fee. Uh, for everything that you do get, and you know, and that's I would, per year per company, not per correct. person. Correct. Yeah, not yeah. per person. Um, and you know, so ultimately, for for what you get out of that, I mean, it, the 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 coupon book alone is like thousands of dollars worth of savings that you get from suppliers. That you know, suppliers put these uh, these coupon or they submit coupons to create a coupon book for the regionals. And, uh, you know, it's just thousands of dollars worth of savings, anywhere from, like, free setups to free shipping to spec samples, like, whatever. There's thousands of dollars of savings right there. So that in and of itself is a huge reason to join your uh, – or to be a member of your regional association. Uh, and, Stephen, you probably didn't even know that Camp has a, uh, a member coupon book. 
I am going to look it up when we get off the podcast. So so that answer is is no. (laughs) Correct. Exactly. And I think we've done a terrible job as regionals to to market the member member benefits. Benefits. Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, so, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, now as a supplier, I mean, of course, you join the regional association just so that you can exhibit at the the trade shows and so that you get access to the directory and the, the, you know, you get member access, basically. Um, Outside of that, there's not really a whole lot of... Uh, benefit, at least from my standpoint, from the supplier's perspective, outside of that ability. Well, I think we are all missing the biggest benefit, and Uh-oh. I know, right? Careful, Megan, don't, with don't, the the bomb dropper. <laughs> listen, don't drop that mic, okay? Because it's going to make a really loud noise. <laughs> and uh, so, so. <laughs> so, this industry is a relationship building industry. Am I right? This, I mean, your best comp- uh, customers are going to be the ones you have the best relationships with. Correct. Being part of your regional association, you have the key contacts right in your own backyard. You're you're doing these trade shows on a much smaller level, so you it allows for a lot of more <clears throat> face-to-face time. Um, it, op- it gives you opportunities to do a big pool of um, for sharing ideas and industry knowledge, and you just have a great network of people on a more local basis that you can grow the relationships with. It gets you the opportunity to be on a more of a first name basis with your local reps for each company. You know, if there's a problem and you just call up the company and maybe you don't get the best answer, but if you have a local rep that you have a good relationship with, bam, there's your quick response. There's your quick resolution. Um, And a lot of the stuff, you know, it's just common sense, but people aren't taking advantage of it because they just don't know the coupons, you know. And not only that, it just does save you time and money. So you have the networking, you have the relationship abilities. Not only that, the education and the professional development that all these regional associations offer. I know CPBA was doing lunch and learns. Um, We were doing factory tours, virtual tours. Uh, I served on two boards, the SAGNI and the CPBA board. Um, And a lot of what people don't know is that how much time is put in to being a board member and it's all volunteer. Nobody gets paid for this. So we're volunteering our free time to put all this stuff together and maybe we just haven't done a, a good enough job in getting that information out to the people who aren't part of the regional association. So. I think that is something that we need to do better, but um, there's just so many benefits in joining the regional association. We just so have to do a better job. I'd like to chime in here. Okay. Mr. Steve, president. You're yeah. rec president, everybody. I am. Don't bury yes. me. So, Stephen, you ignorant slut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Actually, you what you said, it has a lot of validity to it, and I think both uh, Jeff and Meg really underscored um, the fact that as regionals, it's sometimes that we, we've done a very poor, and I'll speak, because I, I just rolled off the Promotional Products Association in the Mid-South Board after six years of service, uh, most recently as immediate past president. So historically done a very poor job of, of explaining why, the why. Why would you as a distributor want, not only want to just pay the money for the board, because it goes beyond that. I've always looked at as I want engagement, right? So I think, you know, you with what, what's great about the regional boards, it provides number one, it's um, it's it. And, and Meg touched on this. It's connections. It's communication. You got to remember, our industry is founded upon ninety-seven or ninety-six percent small businesses who are, and a lot of them are are single or, or single proprietors sitting in their own house trying to figure out how to get to the the next level of sales. 
And, you know, obviously the Internet's done a great job in terms of shrinking that uh, distance between people to create relationships. But that's what the industry, um, the regional associations were founded upon. So I think it's important to remember that. There's a lot of benefits, and, and Meg and Jeff did a great job of going over that. But I think the main one is that connection. It provides that connection. Um, from a national perspective, the regional associations are vitally important because really where change happens, just like in, in society, change doesn't necessarily happen uh, on uh, Capitol Hill. Change happens in your local town. That's mm -hmm. where you can really impact change. And PPAI, in their wisdom, understands this. And that's why the RAC board even exists, to make sure that the regional association have a voice uh, at the national level. And so, for example, as you know, the RAC board is essentially a standing committee of, for PPAI. I am president of the RAC board. I work very closely with Brittany David, um, who is the chair, Madam Chairperson of the PPAI board, to make sure that our goals are aligned. And that's a very important thing to, to understand that, you know, PPAI values the regional associations. Um, and that the regional associations understand there's a ton of tools that PPAI provides that are available to them through PPAI. Now, what the challenge you find with the regional associations is um, your mileage may vary, right? I remember if I think of college, and I, I think all of us attended higher education on some level or another, the cool fraternity at one school is the dork fraternity at another school, right? Um, and I think you find that there are some regional associations that are absolutely providing a ton of value and communicating that value to their greater memberships. And you find other regional associations that aren't. And that could be for a variety of reasons. Maybe they just don't have the, the volunteers that they need. Because as Meg said, this is all volunteer. Mm -hmm. No one pays us to do this stuff. Um, I give back, and, and I'm sure I would echo anybody else. I give back because so many people have helped me along the way, and I feel it's my responsibility to do so. So we're all volunteer-driven, and so sometimes, um, you know, as my dad would say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. We all have intentions to make sure that, man, we're going to share so much um, to our membership about why regional associations uh, are important or why our regional association is specifically important. But then you got an order that goes sideways. You have uh, stuff happen at home. And, you know, sometimes that stuff gets pushed by the wayside because you are volunteers. And that's why the most critical part of any regional association is the role of the executive director, the only paid position in that. And so I generally find your regional association is only as good as your executive director. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I, I'm going to disagree a little bit. I, I agree that you can, your ceiling is your executive director, but I think, you know, ultimately it, it comes down to good leadership within the board and, and it's members know, too. The willing that, yeah, absolutely. The volunteers and basically everything that, that the board and the regional has in place to help get you to that ceiling because ultimately you could have a phenomenal phenomenal executive director and have no bones or structure in place as as a board and you're going to go nowhere um and you know ultimately i think that uh the more that you have in place like i know cppa for instance we've we've done we've we've made a tremendous strides i think this year um, you know, we've had a lot of board members decide to like stay on because, you know, things are going in such a great direction. 
but ultimately, you know, we've we've created committee structure. We have volunteers now. We're doing tons of social events and different things to to gather and and to focus on different types of communities rather than you know just doing the one baseball game a year we're doing things like pints and promos we're doing uh we're, we're actually getting ready to uh, to do a, a sailing uh type of uh, an event you know we're there's and uh, there's other regionals that are doing like axe throwing and i know just at expo east um uh not that long ago we were talking about sagney and some of the events that they're doing and they're, they're strictly just social events you know so it's a great way to interact and uh, you know, create that relationship that, that Meg and Bill talked about. <clears throat> you know, it's a great way to, to do those types of things. Sagney is getting ready to do this one called a, uh, a rage rage cage or something like that, where basically oh you, you go in a cage. And you, you lock and in a Meg, cage with right me. Your you're alley. locked in a cage. <laughs> well, well, Meg, your, your definition of a cage is a little different than ours. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, hey, that's – listen, uh, John Cudahy, if you're listening, bud, which I know you are, uh, Meg says that uh, Sagney would have a – they could do a great event where you just get Fun locked razor, in a cage man. with, with yeah. Meg Erber. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So here – I'm going I'm to push back on your pushback, Jeff. Yeah, um, do. Push. So, yeah, here's the thing. It ebbs and flows. You can look at a regional association over, let's say, a 20-year period, and there's going to be boards that completely kick ass, mm-hmm. and there's going to be boards that don't. But that generally is a result of the executive director driving that that driving um, and being intentional about recruiting volunteers to be on the board to run for board seats if that's how a regional runs so um, it does you're you're right and you're wrong in my opinion so I do think the executive director plays the most pivotal role to ensure that not only there's enough volunteers so that there's not shortfalls but that there's the right volunteers um, one of the things I love what PPAI is doing, and maybe we can talk about this on a future podcast, but they are no longer going to have uh, chair of the or, uh, board elections. It's going to be a slate of people. They're going to look at what they need for the next year in terms of where they think their deficiencies are on the board. And, and uh, they'll certainly interview people, and there's a whole committee that does that. But they'll pick people, a supplier and a distributor, who they think complements the strengths that are already on the board and uh, covers up any deficiencies they may feel on the board. And so there'll be a slate. And basically, as a, as a group of, of promotional products professionals, we will say yes or no to that. I like that type of intentional view of getting volunteers and getting people on the board because the fact of the matter is um, the regional boards, are, uh, the regionals are struggling because we, as a, as a collective, there are some that don't have this issue, but the majority do, have a hard time finding volunteers who mm-hmm. will run for the board. Mm-hmm. And I view that, and I will tell you, I've, I've heard about it in, in several places where I don't want to run to the board because I don't, I, the, 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 there's a lack of an executive director, uh, I've got some sort of ill will against the executive director for some stupid reason, or maybe even I've heard that the executive director is difficult to work with. So I, I, I'm telling you, that's what I'm he- I hear all the time. Well, and see, sort of, I, I guess the, the the difference that we're having, I guess, is I don't necessarily think that it's 100% on the executive director to advocate for, for board service. And not even board service. Like, you can volunteer. If you just want to dab your toes in the water, you can volunteer for a committee, okay? As, at CPPA, we had that a lot. We always had people saying, "Yeah, I'd love to get involved. I'd love to volunteer, but now nah, I don't. I don't. I don't really know what it, that I want to community or um, you know dive completely into board service. You know, I don't know what the what the they don't uh, want to take on too much of a responsibility. Yeah, and, because, and it's a lot. You know, pe- it people, is a lot. Pe- yeah, I mean, I, I personally don't feel like board service is a whole lot of a commitment. It is, but it's not. 
You know, you have no, to be the, there. You have to represent your your type of business on the board. You have to put your board hat on. You can't right. Think you have to take off your, your distributor or supplier hat off. Exactly. Correct. And you know, but listen, we try to get balance in all things. We we want small distributors and large distributors alike. We want small suppliers and large distributors alike. We want multi-line reps and business service people alike. We want to have a well-balanced um, you know board so that we get you know so that because listen, somebody is speaking for you on your regional board. Exactly. Okay? So if ultimately you don't know what you're getting out of your regional association or what the member benefits are, then I would highly encourage you to get involved because you get to then speak for yourself and speak yeah. for others like you. Exactly. That's, yeah, I mean, that's I, what I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead real quick, Stephen, because we're running out of time. Oh, and, and I, have, I have a couple things yeah. to add okay. too. So Go quick, guys. Go, okay. go so Stephen, then Meg. <laughs> going, I'm going. <laughs> um, so I, I know you mentioned like having a well-rounded um, – you know, participation. I'm just curious because, you know, I, and let me preface this by saying I'm actually looking into getting involved and possibly doing a board seat at the local region because I, I like the idea of it. But, you know, who, who benefits the most from a regional organization? I'm just, I'm trying to look at the benefits of it. You know, there's some pricing things, there's some connections, there's mentorship, but a lot of that I, I'm, I'm looking at from either some of the bigger distributors out there, like I don't know that they would get those benefits. They probably already get those benefits. Like they get their outside sales reps in and things like True. that. Is it is it mainly for smaller distributors? I mean, I, I'm just curious. What, they probably get the most out of it. It's, I wouldn't say it's only, but they the smaller distributors probably get the most out of it, I would say. Yeah, there are, there are probably four or five really large distributors in the state of Maryland, and one of them is not a member. Of, of CPPA, yeah. but are they active? Just being a member, like the I'm rest, a member. Of, yeah, the rest of them are. We've had we've had people okay. on the board. We we always get attendance from different uh, from different events and shows from those. Uh, it's more so in the trade shows than it is the the regionals and so or the socials and events. But we even get you know commitment and and stuff like that as well cool. from from them. And very very good point, Meg. You had a couple things. You and I'll to be say really quick well. about it. And no, one no, thing no, we didn't okay. mention is what we, as a regional board, what we've done to give back to the community. When I was on the CPPA board, mm-hmm. we had a huge coat drive, huge coat drive. So it was so big that the local news picked it up, and they came and interviewed us. Not only that, it's your regional board that is going to lead, that is going to DC and lobbying for the small businesses in this industry. They are speaking on our behalf to make this industry a better place. Lastly, if you're not sure what your local uh, regional association is, there's actually 27 of them um, all over the country and within Puerto Rico and Caribbean's included. And Bill, I'm going to turn I, uh, this question to you. How, let's tell our listeners how to find, where to go to find the contact people or their actual regional association. Yeah, the best thing to do is actually um, email Dana Geiger at PPAI. We're in the process of redoing the uh, the rack board, the rack website, which is the Regional Association Council website, where they would normally find that information. I would ask people to email uh, Dana Geiger, which is Dana G at PPAI.org, and she'll get you any information you need. The last thing I wanted to say, and, and everybody had great points. Look, there's no right or wrong answer here. The fact is, you know, it's very easy to say, I don't know what's involved, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of value, but unless you get involved, unless you, you know, get off the bleachers, that, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's real easy to point and say, yeah, I don't know what they do. Yeah, they put on the show, but what else do they do? Get off the bleachers and get involved. You know, it is a great way to give back to what I feel is such an amazing industry, and I'm really passionate about it. 
get off the bleachers get involved volunteer at your regional association you don't have to sit on the board to volunteer help out at the show take name badges um see if you know a volunteer if there's a golf outing and help them set up get involved you won't be sorry you did because i gotta tell you it is the most rewarding thing i've really ever done in the industry is getting involved on the regional level now at the national Same. level yeah agreed 100 percent. 100 percent. so it's easy to squawk about it and i'm not picking at you steven because i think you're concerned no, we are. Valid. Uh, I, I, <laughs> but I, but I would say get involved. Give it, give it, get involved for a year and see where you fit. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But at least give yourself some opportunity to really understand why the regional boards exist, what value they do provide. Because I guarantee you they provide a lot more value and do a lot more than you really realize. So. Having said all that, great discussion. Um, I walked into this going, oh, man, this is, we've beaten this one to death. But I think we had a really strong discussion here. And I'll tell you what else is really strong is Gold Star, the good strongs over at Gold Star. <laughs> right? And that nice transition. I love doing those transitions. <laughs> they are the clear leader in the promotional writing instrument category. And mainly, one of the main reasons is their capacity. They have more full color and laser engraving decoration capacity than any writing instrument supplier in the industry. That is a valid, clear reason why they are the leader. So if you want to learn more and get some great ideas on how pens can be more than just a promotional writing instrument, sign up for your free brand story toolkit today. Visit them at goldstarpens.com toolkit. You will not be sorry you did. Guys, great discussion, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.